3: Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one.
2: All right, be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue.
3: It's been a dream of mine to be like
0: Andy ever since (laughs) he was born.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you.
0: Walzer Automotive Group, (laughs) walzer.com. I love this song. What song is that? Hysteria by Def Leppard. Hysteria—that's the name. But I know it's Def Leppard. But it's yeah, Hysteria. I like Def Leppard. Me too. Yes, they job. went
4: through a lot of stuff and just stayed on top, man.
0: Hey, just because he lost a leg and an arm or whatever.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, they lost a guitar player too, Steve. But uh, yeah. he after died about? his
5: leg and his arm.
4: Car accident. All right. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. Steve oh. OD'd on alcohol and died. And so they've been through a lot in, in their mm-hmm. careers and, yeah. and stayed on top, man. Yikes. It's pretty hard to do. It Most fans would have been hated each other and broke up.
5: <laughs> yeah
0: it's abs, oh my, dude, what you were just talking about, I think, most most killed and deadly Himalayan uh, clash fell to their deaths.
4: Yeah.
0: Are you talking about the people from India? Yeah. I thought so. They fell to their deaths? I didn't know.
4: That's terrible. Ain't hey, Good. A lot of, lot of stuff's going on in the world that we're not even talking about. Our media for- doesn't even talk about it at all.
0: No, they don't. Zero. BBC does, though.
4: I mean, BBC covers Chinese up. are going after India. We have we have North Korea blowing stuff up.
5: Why would China be going after India? India and China are. Uh, they are fought lied. over
3: who well, owns the Himalayas.
4: Yeah, it's a border country, so they. want to Why take, do they care about? China the wants China wants land. That's what they're. That's what yeah, they China build. just wants China's to become got a the has land. They're building more land in the ocean. They're they're pushing dirt into the ocean, yeah. they're pu- they're into the ocean yeah, for the mountains. Are. Building more land. They've they got tons, tons of land. Well, they want more. Like
6: it's gonna end well. They want
4: more.
0: All right, it's time for a little laugh, and I'll just read the headline because the you know, headline's the only funny part of it. If this doesn't cheer you up, I don't know what will. This is an actual headline on today's news blog. Are you ready?
3: News blog. News something. <laughs> from Blogland.
0: From the Newswire Guy Find. Okay.
5: Yes, he's been fined.
0: Guy Find by police. For farting at them with full intent, <laughs> full intent
4: farting.
5: That must have been one rank fart. <laughs> you guys don't think notice. that's
4: funny. I think that's is it farting. True? Is, it with... true? Did he, is it true though? Yeah, he farted <laughs> at the cop, <laughs> and he true? Really got is This
5: propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> because you
4: can spit at a cop, not get fined in most cities that's anymore. True.
0: Uh-huh. And the sp- spokesperson for the fire uh, for the police department said, and I quote. <laughs> Our colleagues don't like to be farted at so much.
3: What did it say? What city it was? Uh, it was in Vienna, Austria. No. Vienna, there Austria.
4: You know, oh, that's yeah. why. I <laughs> knew no, it wasn't in you the know, United States, man. You know, yeah. They
5: prefer yeah. people to act civil. <laughs> yes. At all I knew that was yeah. not
4: a United States story. No. That's, no, that's, the that,
5: that's in the top running is Austria.
4: Austria is a great yeah. place. place. I've been to Austria. I want to go there. Is it? Oh, yep. Austrian, if you go there, I would, Nine. Go, I would spend my summer there. Go fed. to the Austrian Alps where they border. They they border Italy, so the nor- northern Italy, the it yep. goes into Austria. There's a town there called Balanzo. It's, it's spe- Balanzo? It's spectacular. Sounds it's like a, a made up
5: name. No, it's <laughs> a clown. It's spectacular. Spectac- the clown. Is spectacular. Is spectacular. And
4: go to the Utsi Museum. That's where the oldest human being ever found. He's 5,000 years old. He's mm-hmm. found a frozen solid in a chunk of ice. Yeah. That museum's in that town and it's spectacular. You'll have a great time there. Utsi. And you took, yeah, Utsi. 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 And he's he's Utsi. about this big. And he, he he went from Asia all the way there to the Italy. Yeah, but did Austrian he fart at the
0: police?
4: I <laughs> <And they got laughs> don't police then.
0: <laughs> it might not have had any police back then. Five thousand years ago, I doubt it. Probably I love that not, so much. No. And
4: they got on just fine.
0: Farting with yeah. full intent was the charge. Yeah, in
4: that country, they would. They probably would arrest you for that.
0: I think it's hilarious. That's wonderful news. So, ladies and gentlemen, we can cheer up, because apparently Aunt Jemima's not going to be Aunt Jemima anymore, Uncle Ben's not going to be Uncle Ben anymore, and well, this guy got fined for farting at police.
6: Aunt Jemima's not even maple syrup.
0: so Yeah, it is. Oh, isn't it? No. no it's, what it's is Brown corn, corn syrup, syrup, yeah. Oh, it's corn syrup? Yeah.
3: It's, no, it's, it's not, fake. It's, it's not, fake. not it's real maple syrup. It's artificial syrup, artificial artificial syrup. syrup no anyway. So. We buy maple, dude.
5: We buy skinny sticks. <laughs>
3: Well, we, we buy genuine day.
5: maple syrup i buy loads of maple syrup and i never am brand specific it's whatever no i'm not whatever real just, maple syrup well, yeah, on sale. have to buy that's real that's the I thing gonna, is it's yeah.
3: hard to find most maple syrup is not maple syrup uh,
5: like a lot of honey isn't honey either. yeah a lot of honey really isn't honey. Yeah, yes fake. what is
3: that it's fake
5: it's just fake artificial well, china sugar. corn from syrup from china and, and olive oil a lot of olive oil's fake
3: are you talking about bitter honey no, honey. No, Regular old a honey. A lot oh, of it
5: is fake honey. Sugar,
3: yeah. Yep. Well, oh, well, yeah. If
5: and you, olive oil. You
4: buy the five gallon
3: fake. drums of honey and well, Maple just syrup's corn syrup. real
4: easy. The real expensive stuff's real and the yeah, cheap exactly. stuff's yeah. fake. Yeah. That's <laughs> very true. Yeah. If you go to Whole
5: Foods so delicious. or
4: a co op, if you, make make you saw what it takes to make maple syrup, you would have no problem have paying that. for it. Yeah. Because it's very hard to make. You need so
6: much. Tap. Yeah. yeah and so it, they, they boil
4: it down syrup. to nothing, yeah. man. Yeah. It takes forever. Yeah. It, it's almost like making crack cocaine out of cocaine. You get you well, get like... no so no, I'm saying you well, get very is, little. I love maple you syrup. You get very little out of a lot. Yeah. So if you have a lot of cocaine and you cook it down to crack cocaine, you get very little out of ah. that. So it's like that's reduction. like maple it's syrup. A reduction process. Reduction of product. Uh-huh. Quality though. Okay. Get higher quality. It's good shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> maple syrup is good stuff.
0: Oh my God! Here, you know we're just talking about uh, China's battling and. India, going after people India, yeah. falling off mountains in the Himalayas because of it. And North Korea was just quoted as saying, we're sending in the troops. Yeah, Country vows to resume military exercises, reestablish guard posts near the southern border, so they're going to send in troops to the DMZ. Everybody, seriously, how is how can you not be sad right now?
4: I know. And That's... I'm not a very religious person, but all this stuff is in the Bible. It is. It is. And right.
6: Andy, look up what the... End of the world looks like in the Bible. I, I, want,
4: end so end they, they don't, I want the next coming. They don't call. The, call it, they don't call it the end of the world. They call it the next coming of Jesus. Oh, well,
0: yeah, that's right. The next, so
4: it's not well, the, the end yeah, of the yeah, world. it's not going
5: to be it's the end of the world. The next world. coming of it Jesus in the second, Bible. Second, yeah, the second,
4: second coming. coming. Yeah, Melissa and could tell
3: you all about it because she. did, yeah, she yeah, could, she did but real, she's not here. So use Google. There's all sorts of stuff in Revelation that's very, very. insane I know it, but is
6: it? Does anything? like murder hornets and race riots what's the what's the i yeah. know a
4: complete expert on this subject if you ever have him, have him on the show he is i want to know he'll tell you every word
6: what the second coming is going to look like Better like, get back oh, to church the Jesus
4: stuff? If, no yeah. not but what's it actually says in the bible about this subject he's like literally an expert
5: i was talking to my friend lindsay about this the other day and we were like okay so right now the united states is so vulnerable due to all of its ridiculous weakness
4: we could exactly. get attacked
5: i right yes if yeah. i was an enemy i, I would attack our, our country right now together and you know what
4: that's what we might need oh, we might need to be invaded by another country we before might, we come honestly, together i'm serious yeah, we might. watching that Good. watching that world war ii documentaries mm-hmm. that's what we might need we might need to be invaded by another country before we come together as like one country and fight let it be canada
3: yeah, yeah can, that would do really well. They can yeah. take
4: us over. But that's might what it, that might be what it takes to make this country whole.
3: Well, I'd rather be China, too, than what's going on right now, honestly. I can learn to speak Chinese, but I can't stop being white. Mao! Wait a minute. I think okay. <laughs> that don't, might be Korean. You don't think that
5: that will be a problem yeah. for, in, in a Chinese takeover, your skin color? How about be. Chinese takeout? Oh. oh my God! Come on, so racist! How's
4: Chinese speaking? I thought it was, thought like, was funny. Thank you. That Your race is not pretty. a problem. You're I thought it was good team. timing. God. Good timing too.
0: Unbelievable.
3: China doesn't care who you are as long as you're loyal to the party. Yeah, that's very. Why true. Why do they
5: have if a if lot of not? people in lockup?
3: Because well, they're not loyal to the party. Oh, yeah, look, the have you guys? <laughs> they must not have been loyal. Have you
4: guys seen this? Loyal. Have you guys seen this guy who just got sentenced to 14 years or 16 years? From, in the white Re- guy. Oh my God! He got set up. He got a friend of his invited him to his wedding in Russia. Then when he got there, his friend hands him a, a zip drive from a, not a flash card from a computer, and then the KGB grabbed him. His friend set him up, and now that he's in, he just got sentenced to 16 years of labor camp in <laughs> Russia, man. Yep. He just Fun. was going to some dude's wedding. <laughs> He's, he's like nobody, he's just some guy. That's sad. And so, the
5: guy that handed him the thumb drive whatever it was set him up. It was his friend. He did something very bad. Yes.
4: Probably, yes. Probably, yeah, probably. Uh, he was trying to, he was trying, he was in trouble with, with the government and he was trying to give them somebody. Yeah. Uh, and he gave him an innocent guy, but that guy's done, man. And they didn't even give him a trial no trial no nothing mm-hmm. had him in a glass box yeah, i watched a the lot video of due
5: process in uh, and, and you know, he held up a note russia.
4: saying sam trial on the glass because he didn't even get to speak to a pulp because he did that and now he's in a workhouse man for 16 years
0: i'm a lucky man because if you called me and said hey tom come to russia go yeah i'm good I would not go a, to Russia no I'd go yeah, to, yeah,
4: Russia.
7: Been to Russia I'd go to Russia never never Nancy's mom hey, just lady. went on a on a river hey, cruise
4: lady. Nancy, Nancy's, did, like, Russian dressing. Nancy's <laughs> mom just went on a river cruise to yeah. Russia she's oh, sure. always gorgeous
5: He's probably it is beautiful... stop
3: early because we're a minute late for Dinesh oh dear so, oh yeah
5: right, we'll oh, be okay.
0: right well early 15 seconds early we'll be right back Dinesh D'Souza will join us right after this Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always great to be with you, Tommy. Michael, we've talked before about the XCheck app at North American Banking Company, where you can send money to your friends and family directly from your account
8: to theirs for free. I imagine people are using it a lot these days, huh? Beyond paying a friend back for the dinner you split, or paying fantasy football or golf side action, we've heard from our customers that they're using XCheck to send money to their grown up kids for a family takeout meal, or using it to pay the person that plows their driveway in the winter. Our customers love the flexibility of paying right from their account in just a couple of taps on their phone, wherever they are located.
0: I use XCheck, and it's just as easy as Michael says send money in one business day or less, and it's completely free. Get X-Check by contacting any of North American Banking Company's five Twin Cities locations. So why not bank with my banker? That's you, Mike. Tommy, thanks for the privilege. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me
4: She'll
0: be back. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, United States of Socialism, who's behind it, why it's evil, how to stop it? Our very special guest, Dinesh D'Souza. How are you, sir? Hey, good things. Good to be on the show. It's nice to have you on the show. I've been a fan of yours for years, watching you on television speak your mind. Actually, one of the problems I have with America right now, Mm -hmm. Dinesh, can I call you? May I call you Dinesh? Is that okay? Of course. Okay. One of the problems I have with America right now, Dinesh, is the weakness of our men in this country right now. Mm-hmm. It just, it drives me, they just cower and, ugh, it drives me nuts. For those who witnessed the global collapse of socialism, its resurrection in the 21st century comes as a surprise, even a shock. How can socialism work now when it has never, ever worked before? I'm going I'm, to, I'm, basically, I just want to shut up right now, Dinesh, and listen to what you have to say, because I, I love your take.
9: Well, socialism, it's not as if it's a new idea. You know, at the end of the last century, socialism covered almost half the world. Uh, huge countries from Russia and its satellites all through China, India, these were all socialist countries. I, I grew up under Indian uh, socialism. I remember my family had a ration card, which specified that we could buy only so much rice, only so much sugar, only so much mm-hmm. cooking oil. So to me, socialism was symbolized by scarcity, and and India at that time was like the begging bowl of the world. So how did India come up? Well, by getting rid of socialism. Same with China. And finally, the Russians dumped it, too. So it looked like socialism was finished. And then almost kind of miraculously, or by some sick turn of events, it started reviving again in the United States, the one country that, is, that has never had socialism in, in its mainstream. So that's why I wrote the book, is to dissect how we got here, who are the socialists, uh, what kind of evil schemes are they trying to foist upon us, and how can we defeat them?
0: Dinesh, I have to ask you a question off the top of your head. Uh, from the descriptor of your book, it talks about uh, you know socialism advanced today by the likes of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Bernie Sanders, Ilan Omar, Elizabeth Warren, very different from the socialism of Lenin, Mao, and Castro. Combined, Lenin, Mao, and Castro murdered how many people? About 200 million? A lot. (laughs) It was a lot of people.
9: Yeah, the socialists collectively, have they certainly killed 100 million people. And and that's basically Stalin, 30 to 40 million. Hitler, about 30 million, including 6 million Jews. We sometimes forget Hitler was a national socialist. That was the name of his party. Uh, And then Mao, another 30 to 40 million. So those big three alone... Are responsible for wiping out a hundred million people. We're not counting Pol Pot, Idi I Amin, mean, innumerable <laughs> others. So this oh, is a you know, I almost I say a line in the book. I say it seems like socialism means never having to say you're sorry because look at no other ideology that produces this kind of death toll could ever hope to have a chance again.
3: It is but kind of strange, isn't it? it, it
5: is. It's very interesting to me though because I agree with you. Socialism has been just a terrible thing for so many. Countries and people, and but they just keep on. Uh, uh, currently, in the United States, the the thought is, well, they just were doing it wrong. Hasn't if they been, the just real hasn't it. been tried at right. the center. But right. uh, but what do you take? What does what does that even mean?
9: I know, I use the analogy to slavery because socialism is the most discredited idea since slavery. And of course, many of the great writers on socialism, from Solzhenitsyn to Hayek to uh, George Orwell, they all emphasize that socialism is a form of slavery. It reduces people to misery and servitude. So can you imagine if someone were to say, well, you know, slavery was tried a lot of times, but everybody who tried it got it wrong. (laughs) The idea was great, but the implementation was poor. This time we're going to get it right. That's a great point,
5: Dinesh. So, why is it that they're pushing this agenda so badly? Is it just because they want to stay in power and they want huge government and everyone and they want to just be corrupt for the rest of time is that what this is
9: all about
4: what is it about well
9: i think there are two points to make right out of the bat one is that you've got a young generation that has been propagandized by its professors that has been told that socialism is fantastic and it's been told that there are socialist models that do work Uh, if not Lenin and Mao. Look at Scandinavia, why can't we all be like the Norwegians and the Swedes? They're happy people, it works over there. And so the, the propaganda of academia is critical here. The other thing is there's a very crafty group of socialist leaders at the top who have actually realized that socialism can be unbelievably profitable for them. And we've seen politicians in this country from the Clintons to the Bidens to Gore Al Gore making really tens of millions of dollars on a government salary. Now, even though they keep pointing to Scandinavia, there's no Scandinavian politician who has done that. Uh, But socialism in America has been a kind of a racket. It's a way for the people at the top to get fabulously rich.
0: It is absolutely true. And by the way, I do believe, sir, and you can obviously Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but the Scandinavian countries do so well with socialism because they got all their money from capitalism. The United States gave how much money to Norway to drill for oil? The oil money is a big part of it. Huge. It's a huge part of it.
9: Well, you know, the the Norwegians are capitalist in wealth creation, even though socialist in wealth distribution. They have low corporate taxes. They have no minimum wage. You can hire and fire people for any reason. There's no wealth tax, Mm -hmm. with one exception. There's no inheritance tax. Uh, So the Norwegians and the Scandinavians are very careful not to kill the goose that lays the golden (laughs) eggs. In fact, they don't even demonize the rich the way that Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders do here. Right, right.
3: Uh, Dinesh, uh, we got a caller for you if you're okay with taking a call.
9: I'm ready. All right, we got Craig on the line. (laughs) I'm ready.
3: Craig, you're on. Hey, uh, good afternoon.
1: Dinesh, big fan. Uh, Can you talk in detail how Lincoln uh, faced the same pushback from the Southern Democrats and then how Trump is facing the same type of pushback from the Democrats uh, but in a more technical and a social media type of stance because I I love what you talk about but the parallels between Lincoln and Trump are just becoming so very apparent can you go into detail about that for me
9: absolutely well the first thing that's really interesting to note is that the left today is pulling down not just Confederate statues they're trying to pull down Lincoln statues mm-hmm. now you might think that's really strange why would somebody try to pull down the statue of the guy who freed the slaves in fact some people on the left have been telling me for years oh you know Lincoln was a progressive Lincoln was on the left the two parties switched sides <laughs> well if that's the case you would be embracing Lincoln why are you trying to pull his statue down the truth of it is that Lincoln embodies in a crucial way both the Republican spirit and the American spirit. When, when Lincoln condemned slavery, he said something very profound. He said, slavery means you work and I eat. In other words, slavery is a form of theft. I'm going to make you work for free and I'm going to take the fruits of your labor. And Lincoln said this is the core of the Democratic Party. This is what they do. Now, what's really interesting is that if you fast forward 150 years, we obviously don't have slavery, but what we do have is a Democratic Party that is still based on economic confiscation. Whenever they have, they promise free stuff. By the way, the Scandinavians never talk about free stuff because the Scandinavians (laughs) know that they themselves are going to pay for it. But the key to free stuff in America is we're going to get somebody else to pay. In other words, you work and I eat. They're still up to the same old tricks.
0: What an amazing take
3: on wow. it. Wow. The top 10% pay how much of all income tax in this country? Like
9: 50-something percent? No, it's like 80%. Yeah, wow. it's more than
4: 50.
3: Is it?
9: Yeah. Well, That's there you go. The top 1% yeah. pays about a third of the taxes, and the next 9% pays another third. So collectively, the top 10% pay about 66 to 70% of all income taxes collected <laughs> in this country.
0: And they still get yelled at. Yeah. yeah. It's not enough. They're not doing enough.
3: All right, uh, we might have time for one more question if we're very quick about it. All right. Well, Dinesh, I, you got to come back. This was not long enough. We have about 8,000
0: more questions
9: for
4: you. <laughs> yeah, know. i got a lot of questions.
0: <laughs> we really do.
9: Hey, guys, I'd love to do it. I mean, if I can close by saying look for my book, it's United States of Socialism. We're going to have a movie based on the book coming out later this summer, and that movie is called Trump Card. So more to come on that score, but if you go to my website, it's just DineshD'Souza.com. You can find out about all this stuff.
0: We'll talk to you soon, sir. Thank you so much for your time today.
9: I appreciate it.
4: Bye. I wanted to ask you if if, if the people that are all uh, climate people that are yeah. all freaked out are they involved in this movement? Because it seems like they. Oh are. no! Doubt, no! No! I don't about. know. I,
3: I barely well, hear anything about the environment. I know, anymore. but
4: they they, well, they want you not to hear anything. They don't. They want to make it not about the environment. The thing about
5: climate change and all that is, is because the cost is going to be so enormous and corporations and factories are responsible for so much pollution they are they align with the progressives because that's where all the big money comes yeah. from corporations aren't going to police themselves
3: no, right.
5: Unless they absolutely are forced to. I'm a
3: hundred percent for cutting as much international shipping as possible.
4: Absolutely, I don't. Get I, rid, I've rid of ninety of it. Even if you've got, you know, it seems like they already have. I got five packages coming from other countries. I can't get.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, like you know, just the fact that it's so easy to buy cheap crap from China, sent over on a boat that gets. 50 gallons
4: to the mile
5: yeah and you know, polluting up the storm and it's all the polluting the and everything entire else. time and no
3: one seems to be worried about that
4: they're worried well, about i think that's changing now though you think so yeah i think the people are done with throwaway products and they want quality i products. hope so because I hope that's
3: so. i honestly i bet that whole international ikea the whole <laughs> the whole international shipping you know dime a dozen product thing is probably responsible for at least seventy-five percent of the world's pollution. Just, how
5: about just the moral obligation to not buy stuff that you know pe- people get paid ten cents an hour to, <laughs> to make?
4: Mm-hmm. And even, but you know, what, it's even the quality of stuff. When I, I mean, when I was a kid, a pair of jeans would last you almost a lifetime. I mean, you gotta had to grow out of them. Levi's. Yeah, they they last you. You had to grow out of them. They didn't get holes in them. Now you buy even a good pair of jeans; they're they're junk in in, a, in six months. There's
3: no market for
4: quality. That's because
5: of the stretch fabrics. Oh, oh
3: yeah, that's probably. why. Yeah. Yeah, jeans yeah.
5: used to be able to stand up on their own when they were new. I jeans mean, you had to wash them for about six months yeah, before they softened up. They were basically leather. It's all that stretch fabric. Oh, we even we leather today
4: is
0: garbage. Pay attention. Damn it. <laughs> oh, he we'll okay, says
5: he who's on his computer. No, been,
0: I, a minute and a half ago, uh, I was like, we'll wrap it up. Okay, uh, Okay. Pop all right, up. you're all out. <laughs> we're not doing another segment just for that. We'll be right back.
3: Oh, like in. Oh. Who
5: knew we had lumbar support? We're distracted Tom. by
3: lumbar support.
5: Lumbar I mean, support. I just, we've only been sitting in here these I chairs need, for I years. I need lumbar
3: support. Not to mention this song yeah, has another, lumbar support. There's a little support. pillow you, you can move up and her down. Oh. We're just gonna yeah, ease on yeah, into this that. one, Tony. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Honestly, guys. There it goes. There you go. Oh, a little Pink Floyd. Yeah. And he's got his Pink Floyd going today, ladies so and I gentlemen. Have
5: to, hey I you, mean, is Dine- it me
0: you're looking for?
5: Dinesh D'Souza is on Twitter, and he gets beaten up by the masses like you would not
0: believe. I have a question for you. What does he say that's so wrong?
5: He doesn't like socialism. That's well, not what you're supposed to say today.
0: Socialism sucks, and it doesn't work. When are you going to learn that?
5: Because they're going to keep pounding on it until, <sighs> it until it happens.
3: Everyone pro-socialism that I know thinks that socialism is... We press the socialism button, and everything is free.
4: Yeah, yeah. You get, well, yeah, you get they don't free have to work. Money, That's just... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but everything. what do you do if you don't work? You
3: don't... You get everything for free. It
5: doesn't do matter. But what you do? Well, like What's that, your
3: purpose? Catherine, I could tell you. No one
0: needs a purpose anymore. If you're in CHOP right now, you get higher than a mother ever. Oh,
5: my God, <laughs> Oh, yeah. You are so high.
4: Then we're doomed. If we you're going to have doomed. everyone on drugs and no one works, it will become... You don't even have any idea. Well, the
3: week after that's implemented, China takes over because there's nothing stopping them. If everyone is just an unemployed, you know, they're just that's right. Everyone's h- all, drunk all, and high, sitting at home. All China
5: has to do is call in the debt.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then Pretty what are much. we going to do? I Pretty mean, much, Will we owe them eleven trillion we owe or something. Them so
5: much. Money. World
3: War III is going to so be China versus Russia. Who gets America?
5: It's all going to be done on the internet. It won't even be a real war. Thank God.
3: Well, I either
5: get to say. Virtual. A virtual Niet war.
0: Or Mao. Well, I don't know. You'd be
4: surprised what our military has. Our military our military's military's pretty strong, is pretty strong. It is. I don't very think strong. we could be taken out that easy. As, as people, we could be taken out although, very easy. As a government, we could not. Although
0: but, Obama did weaken our army when he was the president. Yeah, but
4: Trump really boosted Trump it. He really put so much money into and, it in the last three years. Oh, yeah. As a person who's
5: actually been in socialist countries. I've actually been there. Yeah. Well, nine it's nine nine good no, no,
4: the no, not good the not for the people. The average
5: person has nothing. Yeah,
4: nothing.
0: They're ecstatic. We got. We talked to a guy in Cuba when Catherine and I were in Cuba last year. We were talking to a guy and he was all excited. Oh man, so this is the greatest thing. I'm so excited. The government has allowed uh, Mr. Castro has allowed me to get a second job. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? He's allowed me to get a, a second yeah. job. Yes, yeah, so I've
5: been from the Baltic states all oh, the way to God. Cuba, completely different countries, completely different gover- governorship, in in some ways. None of it works. It
0: doesn't, work. doesn't work. And I'm not
5: talking about owning a lovely home and driving the latest car. Or so do the any, workers. It's like that's not how they get to live. Talking they, about eating. They, they never have had chicken or meat. No. Well,
4: you have to be over, over 70 or under 7 to get.
5: Yeah, you have to save up. You have to <laughs> you save do. up for four years so you can get on a train and go to a country to buy some sheets mm-hmm. because you're so taxed yeah. in your country that you can't afford to buy sheets.
4: Well, like you get what the government gives you, and that's yeah. it. But I do have a
0: question.
5: I mean, you. if that's what, how you want to live, have a fun time.
3: I know. No, I forgot what my question was. Well, it doesn't matter because we got a call from Wendy.
6: Wendy, Wendy, oh. Wendy. Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all today?
0: Marvelous. Oh, I know my question. I can ask you this, Wendy. Dinesh D'Souza does a lot of research, works very, very hard. What he says is true. He's a very smart guy. Why do people hate him so much? Because he's not a coward?
6: Uh, Yeah, it's because he doesn't fit the narrative that they're trying to push to make the country what they... Think it should be. And it's really interesting because when people argue with me online about socialism, the first pushback I get, oh, well, you don't like socialism? Well, what do you think libraries are? I'm like, mm, that's <laughs> not socialism. That's it. <laughs> well, what about welfare and all this? And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. But I mean, I have, and I only have a couple minutes, I have, you know, we have a friend of the family that had to, um, had to move to the United States from Bolivia mm-hmm. because he, he had to apply for asylum because he he was one of the people down there fighting against the socialist regimes down there. Right. And he was threatened with death. So America's oh. like, yeah, sure. I'd next. leave. That's fine.
0: I would, I'm so telling you, I would appeared. probably leave, yeah.
6: Well, and he said, you know, it just, he says, it kills me when I hear people talk about what a utopia that socialism is. He says, because it's not that way at all. He says, it is absolutely horrible. He said, basically, what socialism is down there is the country's run by the cartels, but nobody wants to hear it outside the country.
5: Yeah, the the military and the, and, and the, Government is corrupt, and that's how mm-hmm. that's how it works in every socialist country. Yeah.
4: And in Minneapolis too. Yeah, yeah
6: he, that <laughs> well, he, pretty he much. said that. You know, he said Bolivia used to be a beautiful country that he grew up in, and people that are were you know running it when he had to leave were you know owned by the drug cartels. So yep. basically, cocaine runs the country.
4: Yep.
6: And he says he says I just want to shake these young people and say. Go to my country for even 24 hours, and you'll find out just how horrible
4: socialism is. Well, the,
5: but they'll go with a university group who will bring them to places that tell them how wonderful it is.
4: Yeah, it's the same if you go to North Carolina. Uh, that's Korea. what happens. That's they what show happens. you what they want if, you to see.
5: Yes, absolutely. Well, that's if, Politicians, if, if smacking, they
6: go... If, if smacking them wasn't illegal, I would have so much fun. I'd just run over to a college <laughs> campus and whap, 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 whap.
0: You know, there's a lot of talk about that right now, that this all started because of candy-ass tenured professors. That's where it all starts. Absolutely.
6: I managed to get my daughter out of college without... You know, falling victim, so to speak, to some of those. Whenever she'd like bring up some crazy idea that one of her professors had, I'm like, okay.
4: Let's
6: look this up and find the facts.
3: Yeah, that's the thing is, parents have to when they hear that they have to say time to disprove
4: that. Well, the problem is we all ignored it for 20 years. (laughs) So now you have multiple generations that think this is true. Yep. So and we, it's all our fault. We ignored it. The the, we did. It's because
3: parents let the college professors be parents to their children. that's right, right. they yeah. said "Oh, the professors can be yeah, smarter no, than not, me
4: that's what the average parent, parent said yeah. the professor's smarter yeah, than not me, not yeah, me. It,
5: if you look at an 18 year old yeah but if you look at an 18 year old they they go they get to go off to college they're living on their own
2: Quote on Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh-huh.
5: <laughs> you know and and they're like "Well, my parents are spending you know between seven to whatever, tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to send me to college, they wouldn't send me to a place that's telling me a bunch of crap. Right, that's uh-huh. what I'm
4: saying. We all thought, all oh, the professors are smarter than I'm all of us. I'm just learning
5: new stuff that my ancient old parents, who are supporting me 100%, oh right. Right. <laughs> know, exactly. don't
4: know. Oh, that's disgusting. So disgusting. It is. Well,
5: unbelievable. Y-
6: you know, Catherine. you know what the trick was that we used when we, when we, You know, had her enroll in college Mm -hmm. we sat down and had a little talk with her about college and finances and how this was going to go and I said always remember when you get out of college you're going to owe half of this in loans because we're paying the other half but what I want you to remember is be very careful about what you hear and what you believe and don't be a sheep think objectively and research Mm -hmm. because you know you're paying for somebody to brainwash you if you don't
0: it's very true. And I have to
6: go because I have a meeting coming up. But, Tom, I also want to tell you that uh, Prodigal Son got renewed for second season. Yeah, that was like, your
0: suggestion. Yeah. It
6: looks like it's going to come up uh, in the spring again.
0: Love it. I appreciate your call, Wendy.
6: Excellent. <laughs> Thank have a you. good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Uh, did you see – we only got a couple of minutes left. Did you see the number one complaint about COVID by young parents? Number one parents. complaint by young parents, uh, parents in young America. Parents. Young, young parents. Young <laughs> parents in America.
5: I'm a young <laughs> parent. Yes, you're a young parent. I'm <laughs> guessing
3: they're forced to homeschool.
0: That is exactly it. They're bitching about having to spend time with their children. Of course they are, <laughs> <man>.
5: Well, <laughs> in their defense, if you work full-time yeah, if you're and you're trying, t- trying to be on 80 million Zoom meetings and homeschool your kids, it's going to be tough. And sure. don't have kids. And don't have other hand, well, oh, no, that I, wasn't yeah, the world if, three months yeah, ago.
6: If you're working full-time, if both parents... Parents are working full time and you have three kids at home that are under the age of seven. I don't even Or even, and, and even on it? the other side, can the kids have to be
4: with their parents twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Really?
5: yeah, it's not even the young kids, it's the preteens right. that would be Imagine being really with your parents twenty
4: four seven.
0: No. No We
4: could close no. with
0: this. A, <laughs> a family, a young family apparently uh, worth a lot of money said, Well we can't, we can't do this. We need a little time away from our children. Apparently they had two, three children, whatever it was. They said, we, we, we got to take a little time off. So instead of getting babysitters and going on a trip themselves, they rented an entire resort for a week for $150,000 so they wouldn't have to spend time with their kids. Wow.
5: <laughs> Who? Nice work if you can get yeah, it. Yeah, I'll see you.
0: So well am. What's wrong with that? They
5: yeah.
0: showed the place. The place looks like. Uh, it's not that much,
5: actually. Yeah. It probably came with a few nannies. $150,000. <laughs> for a week? kids probably had a blast for a week for an entire resort yeah that's
4: that's that's real reasonable Uh,
5: (laughs) split that between 10 people yes
0: can we we get that deal there you go well if 7.2
4: million you can stay the whole year yeah Yeah. for a week that's a great deal i think that's not bad no Uh, that's not bad at all where was it um, not, not in America. No, <laughs> no, not not in America. it wasn't. It America. wasn't America. It, was, yeah. it must have been a little tiny roadside resort. Yeah. Like it was not like tiny. Like Dutch this place, Wonderland is, this or something. place is huge. Huh.
3: Palatial.
0: It's palatial. Yeah, nice. it's uh, 19,000 square feet.
4: So is that oh, compared? What's the, is that compared to, like the one in Shakopee here? Shakopee. What's that one? What? Del- what's that? We amusement have a resort. Park there. Mystic oh, Lake? Valley no. Fair. Valley Fair.
0: Oh, All that? Yeah. No, no, it was a resort. No, it's oh, an resort. Amusement. It was not oh, an, amusement it wasn't an amusement
1: park. park. Oh, okay. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
0: And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if I'm hanging out with
1: you. Maybe.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls, Roto-Motor Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal.
2: Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade.
0: been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of JLo and the House of Dan Rush. Tell them Andy sent you.
0: Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. I just realized something that I never realized before. Okay? Mm hmm. So I got into ready on September 3rd, 1970, because I, I never really graduated high school, but they had me come back and sit in a homeroom for a half a year, and then they gave me a diploma. So I, I graduated in January. No, it was actually December. What it was,
2: did it say on the diploma? GTFO? It says
0: F off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> GTFO. That's exactly right. You doing okay down there,
7: John? Just looking for more volume. It's on
0: the right side.
7: Yeah, I got it now. You got
0: it now. You're good to go. Okay, so so I get out of high school on like December eighteenth, nineteen sixty nine, and then I go to Brown Institute. What is that this is like a seven month course? I think it's nine months, but they they asked me to leave after seven <laughs> and gave me another diploma. And I started at KDAN in Saint Paul, a little five hundred watt daytimer on September 3rd, 1970. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize till just now, I met my wife, Catherine Brandt, on September 3rd, 1980. I never realized those huh. two days. Isn't that weird? It is weird. That on the same day, it's that's odd, man. What was the date again? September 3rd. Oh, so it would have they- been just before we went on Labor Day vacation.
7: One of the dates that I've never been married on. But anyway. No, there, there, there are only a handful left, so I'm I'm teasing.
0: i am just I'm teasing. No, you're not. Okay, so somebody brought this up on by coincidence, because I, I plugged the fact that you were gonna be on the podcast today. And you know, one thing I wanna say up front to people, which a lot of people for some reason think that I hold everyone at arm's length and get the hell away from me and leave me alone. John and I have been friends forever. Moon from Moon and Stacy's a really good friend. I luckily met him through Doug Sprinthal. Nicest guy in the damn world. Wife is far too good for him. You know, another one of those guys. Right. There's no question about that. I've known Meat Sauce over at KFan since he was 16 years old. Wow. I know
2: a lot of I think of he's these a buddy people. of Campbell Walzer's actually. Meat yeah, Sauce. I
0: could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Um, you know, as far as that's all concerned, uh, I have a lot of friends in the radio. No, they're. I, as far as Nick and Josh at 93X are concerned, I know them both, but I don't know either one very well. And then Nick's got kind of an edge to him because I, I tease him once in a while. Because he, he, whenever I talk about 93X on the air, I say 93X. But whenever he talks about KQ on air, he says, the show down the hall. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, every time he does that, I walk past him like, Oh, you mean that, that show that paid for everything that you do? <laughs> you mean that one but no nick's a nice guy Josh's a great guy who else there's some pricks in the middle oh dave ryan's a complete prick that's the one guy oh, that little puppet every time i see him he could not be nicer to me to my face but then i hear from other people he goes after me on social media like to know tomorrow
2: so let me ask you this how did you two guys meet if you remember that far back oh i remember it specifically
7: okay Uh, Tom was on the air at 15 KSTP, the music station. 15 KSTP, baby. Um, And I had been out in western Minnesota at the Buffalo Rodeo, and I was listening to 1500 KSTP. And we hadn't met face-to-face. So I thought, well, it's late enough. I may have been half snapped. <laughs> no, not, not us. <laughs> but I just kept right on driving. I lived in South Minneapolis at the time. I kept right on driving past my home and went to... Uh, KSTP thirty four fifteen University Avenue thirty four fifteen baby yeah one and foot in Minneapolis one foot in Saint Paul I've
2: been there millions love of it. times
0: I love that building oh
7: yeah it was it was great are you coming into that building. front entryway and yep. see that line down, this, yep. down the, the, the down the linoleum linoleum, uh, linoleum.
2: <laughs> they, they finally <laughs> remodeled <laughs> the entryway to, the, to Hubbard just this just this year
0: so not I, the floor
2: oh yeah. It's all oh, different.
0: Oh no, I love that floor. Yeah.
2: Sorry. Sorry to give you oh. bad news. So anyway, I,
7: so I, I, I you're, walked you're in. driving
2: in your car drunk over to St. Paul. No,
7: I wasn't. I wasn't. No. <laughs> oh, that's real. Well, <laughs> but so I, Defamation. I, I walked in to the the studio and I just walked in to introduce myself. Wow. And and I and I'll tell you this, because a lot of people I uh, think that Tom can be kind of a prick. Um, and they'd be right. <laughs> but the hell do you know? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but the number of times that he took me in when I didn't have another place to go—I mean, I'd show up with a paper bag full of my belongings. Well, it's only six times after each divorce, <laughs> so it wasn't that big a deal? It was but he,
0: he, I
2: know that feeling, by the way. Just getting <laughs> a little close two? to home.
7: How are you two doing? He kind—he kindly took me in. Um the first time was when you were right off of Ewing over by Lincoln Dell.
0: Yes. Yep. You, you
7: yep. had an apartment
0: over there. Right over yep, absolutely. Right across the right across what is that Minneton where Minneton Min- Minnetonka- seven comes together. Yeah, yeah. Right there.
7: And then we ended up getting a place together. Uh Emerson Avenue. Emerson, Emerson and Lincoln. Fortunately. He was on the lease. I wasn't.
0: Um. Yeah. Neither was my brother. If you remember that correctly. Yeah, I remember that. That would be me. But
7: I, th- I think, I think three times. I think I've, I've said this before. We were roommates three different times. Yeah, I think we were. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, he, and he, and he kindly, <laughs> he kindly took me in. So, who normally sits in this spot?
3: Uh, Alex, uh, no our one, really. Yeah, she. Well, I mean, she came in for the first time in what, like four months yeah, earlier this for, week. Well, because so, of COVID, it's
0: been but empty she's got for no a kids. while. Uh, yeah. Why? Why are you ask? I just
7: because I see this like cuticle. Yeah, there yeah you there, go. There'd oh. be Alex. Yeah, <laughs> that's Alex
0: all the way. <laughs> no doubt about it. No, John, it's one of those deals, though. I talk about this all the time. For me to be, you know, I ended up over there, I was 19, about to turn 20, when I went over to KSTP. And to walk into a building that had Knapp and Bush in the morning, Steve Hatley, Joe Hager, uh, Machine Gun Kelly was just leaving at that time. Uh, Steve Shannon was there, Larry Carolla was there. You know, half of those guys are dead now. Really? Yeah, Carolla's dead, Steve Hatley's dead, Joe Hager's dead. He died of cancer, I think. Oh, that's true. He was Austin, Texas. I think he was living in Austin, Texas. Nicest man. You'd never want to meet a nicer guy than Larry Carolla. You never could. I mean.
7: <laughs> Who called him Crayola? Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Larry
0: Crayola. Well, he went with the joke, so that was good. But, I mean, times like Larry Carolla and I, I was doing the, the uh, uh, I was doing 8 to midnight, and he was doing midnight to 6 on New Year's Day, uh-huh. so I was there on New Year's Eve. If anybody's got a copy of that, because he and I were hammered at midnight, I'll tell you that. Hey, happy new year, Crayola. <laughs> yeah, great.
7: You know who else was there? And I think about it from time to time. The Cosmic Cowboy.
0: Cosmic Cowboy was there. Yep, Terry absolutely. Roberts. Terry, God, what a lunatic that man was. Oh.
7: Driving down University Avenue, shouting down red lights.
0: Oh, yeah, 240. Datsun 240Z. With his bottle of <laughs> George Dickel whiskey. George Dickel sipping whiskey, baby. <laughs> George
2: Dickel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it's out of Black Jesus. What was it's that? Darby. Much, yeah,
0: <laughs> Darby. Hey, what are going to get Darby. we you going me some Darby. But, yeah, that was... To walk into that building with that much talent, and you didn't realize this, but you had... TV commercials and you had you had I mean they spent a ton of money on that radio station back in the day. So for my first it wasn't my first job, it was my first real job in radio. Right. To walk into that building and just be around all that talent, man. It was what a stroke of luck that was.
7: I mean think about that for both of us. Oh yeah. God. And what happened good for me there was that uh when Nap left, mm-hmm. went to Philadelphia. Went to Philly, and I had a relationship with Charlie. I love Cause, Charlie because Charlie would be in uh, early in the morning, and I was doing the overnights. So Charlie Bush was there, and we had just developed a relationship. Um, and it's—I mean—one of the one of the great f- moments of my career. Was when Charlie was uh, sick. When he yeah. when he was sick, we organized a group. Tom was there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nap was there. Nap was there. Yeah, he was. I think Rod Person
0: was there. Rod too. Person, Smoke and Joe was. I think oh, there. He, still in
2: I time. lived in Southeast Minneapolis when I was. I guess it was right out of high school. Apartment with just a bunch of. Stoned out hippies, Rod was right next door to Rod us. Ferguson? Yep, great. Yeah, guy. it was like Eleventh really and Fourth Street or something like that. And one of the guys would always block his car in because it was a oh shared God, driveway. And he'd come oh God, over and he'd be all dressed up to go up to Hubbard, and he'd be yeah. knocked pounding on the door, pissed off. He hated us. <laughs> oh, Rod was an even guy. Well, I don't blame back. him. I mean, we were being dicks. Not Let me. Get back
0: to one particular. question. Here. So what do you mean, people think I'm a prick? Where's that come from? (laughs) Nobody ever told me that. Well, people have asked me before. Oh, because of my on-air persona? Yeah, people have asked me before. What is
2: Everybody that knows Tom gets that question. I was talking to Tony Lee about this the other day, and I said, you know, there was one time when somebody, it was at a bar, and the guy was really hammered, and I said, you know, I'll tell you something, but it's kind of a secret. That's not even his real name. It's <laughs> Phil Castowitz. And he goes, really?
0: Phil Castowitz. And Tony
2: Lee has told people, he goes, you know, I've never actually met him face to face.
7: No, but I mean, but, but because of your on-air persona, but people yeah. think that you are. And I always say he's a way nicer guy than he would like you to know.
2: That's a good way to put it.
7: Because... He prefers to keep a lot of people at arm's length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too expensive to know a lot of people. <laughs> it's really <laughs> spending knowing a lot of people. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> Over the years, it's very, very true. But I, let, let me give you an example of that if I didn't, and again, it's not like a fake. It's just a bigger version of who I am. And when you're on the air, it's the same way. When yeah. we're on the air, it's just a bigger version. So if I just did the show in my normal you know, d- demeanor, I guess, it would be, yeah, so John and I know each other for a long time. Dad'd be boring as hell. Be pretty great, wouldn't it? Me talking like this.
2: So <laughs> we got to take a, a break, it, and then we have to. I screwed up the yeah, opening. Got to take a break, John, but, yeah. you have two minutes to think about this. We always have the guests tell the story of the Ooh. first car that they own. So yep. when we come back, it'll be your turn, and you can make something up if
7: you want. Oh no, no! I remember that vividly too. All right,
2: hold that thought. And be right I, back.
0: I have heard. Not the first car. It was a 1974 prick. (laughs) We'll be back. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, a lot of people have heard us talk about community banking over the years we've been doing these commercials.
8: What makes working with a community bank so different for your customers? Our business banking customers honor us by sharing how we're able to help them on any new project, how we're able to quickly get them the funding they need when others in town can't do it. We do it by taking the time to get to know our customers and the challenges they face. When your business banks with us, you are not just another account number. One
0: thing I've always admired about North American Banking Company is how your
8: team treats not only me, but my friends and family that bank with you so respectfully. Tommy, thanks for making me look good, like my team does. As you know, I have a face for radio. We yes, take... you do. <laughs> we take pride in doing the right thing for all our customers and the communities we work and live. That's what we mean about being a community bank. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience,
0: member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Dan Chesky is here from Dan's Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof.
2: Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want.
0: We are
2: back with John Hines, local radio legend. John, tell us the story about the very first car you owned. I bought it in uh,
7: 1971. It was a 1954 Ford Country Sedan Station Wagon. A station wagon. Station wagon. It's really? quite the chick
2: magnet. I yeah, bought
7: it chick, from chick I band. bought it from Chuck's on 18th and Lake. Or it was we is he came to be known Hungry Chuck. <laughs> 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 and I swear to God that it died about a block away, and I had a couple of buddies with me, and I swear to God we were looking at the front of the used car dealership mm-hmm. there as he was counting the money. Uh, the, the, I, I gave him ninety-five bucks, watching as we pushed it by the dealership.
2: <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Lake Street in the '40s, '50s, '60s, and '70s was the heart of the used car business. Oh, and yeah. oh, maybe yeah. not the safest place to buy a car. No, this was not really for non-professional car buyers. No, it's where Shocks, Time, Motor. There was a whole bunch of them.
7: Oh, Woodhead. Yep.
2: Um, in fact, Tom Horner told the same story. Yeah, he bought some he old did, Chevy, yeah. and he I did. think he might have got four blocks out of that one.
7: <laughs> yeah. Well, then I put a new battery in it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, I wasn't the, the, the wisest uh, person about automotive uh, mechanics. But you remember that there were a lot of vehicles then that had six-volt right. batteries. yep. Really? Huh. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah,
2: I don't think it was till the late fifties that they went to twelves mostly. Well,
7: really, I put a twelve in there. Uh oh!
3: Turn Uh-oh. the headlights on. Yeah. Boom!
7: Just like flash bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, a little yeah. overvolted. Yeah, it was. It was a little, a little carried away.
2: I know the. I know Tom knows the answer to this, but I don't. What was your first radio job?
7: Oh. I went to Normal, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Every time I drive through it, I think of you,
0: because we drive to Florida once in a while. Oh, sure, yeah, normal. yeah, yeah. Yep.
7: Thirteen months, three weeks, four days, and thirty-seven <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you must have loved it. <laughs> I just wanted to come home.
2: Yeah I, I was, yeah, I was. I was a home homesick
7: home guy. Yeah. And what kind of it,
2: station was it?
7: Uh, it was a country station, WAKC Country Politan whack
0: yeah. you worked on a whack radio yeah. i remember it's whack fm but jerk am yeah, great. <laughs> wonderful. wonderful wjrk wjrk jerk am yeah. whack it or
3: jerk it it's up to you <laughs> i feel like the fcc wouldn't be too happy about that ah,
2: they're fine
3: don't
0: worry yeah, about that. they'll get over
2: they assigned the call numbers
7: Yeah,
0: 1440. Actually, on this show I can ask this question, and you don't even have to use the word because it's not a great word to use, but I've always been asked, and I don't think there ever has been, um, all radio stations begin with a K or a W. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Well, I am asked by so many people, not so much anymore, but I used to be, was there ever a radio station that ended in UNT, and I went, I highly doubt it. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I'm pretty sure no. Or OCK for that matter. (laughs) Maybe in Oklahoma though. Want. Yeah, want. I wonder. That's exactly right. (laughs) I wouldn't do that if I were you. (laughs) OCK might might be in but that'd be tough.
3: Actually, they were assigned to a Station in Wailuku, Maui. Where? What station? What was? It, it never was built. K O C K K U N T.
2: Really? Oh, boy. Yep.
3: In, that is amazing. Yeah. I, I never realized that would a low power digital television vision station.
2: So this is recent.
3: Uh. Relatively,
2: if it's digital. Yeah,
3: relatively. Why would you do that? To your Randomly phone? assigned, I'm sure.
2: God, the T-shirts would be worth a fortune.
3: Yeah, <laughs> for real. Oh, and the slogans. Oh, yeah. God, get into it. Uh. <laughs> it's like uh, when I was a kid, the thing was, uh, I need to oh, see what it. French Connection UK, FC UK. Everyone wore their shirts Man. because it didn't say it, but it was close. Oh,
1: God.
0: Isn't that amazing? I never would have assumed that anybody would have used those, but somebody tried
3: to use those call letters. I think they were randomly assigned. I They must have been. By who? There's no way grandma? the FCC would have ever approved I that. I wouldn't think so. So no, they
7: must have true. known. I wouldn't think so.
2: So I have two questions. Are, are you a Brown Institute grad as well?
7: WKBI, the brown spot on your dial.
2: And did that place get burned spot. up? I. No, no. Did it? no. I, I don't know. I, a lot of, I mean, that's about the where it oh, all did started. that building get burned yeah. up? Oh, oh, I don't no, know. No, I know they're out of
7: business. They're out of business. Yeah, but the original building where I attended was at Thirty Third and Lake, right? Right. That's the one I'm talking 30 about. Thirty Second and 32nd Lake. Thirty yeah. Second and Lake. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I haven't been over there. But yeah. I will tell you, the Red Barn is closed. Yes, <laughs> that was. <laughs> you right know, that
2: Town Talk day. diner got torched. That's well, did
7: it really? Yes. Son of a bitch. You know, oh, that's terrible. Here's the thing. And I, my son, the one who lives in Ireland, yeah, posted um, uh, a, a lengthy sort of manifesto on his uh, Facebook page. And he said, he was talking about how hurt he was about what happened to his neighborhood mm-hmm. 27th and Lake, that right neighborhood, right? Uh, everything from the schooner to. Whatever. Yeah, the
2: hexagon's gone. But the
7: hexagon what? is gone. Yes. Oh, but that's terrible. My father and I used to go to the town talk on a Sunday morning. He would help me with my paper route. And then we would go to the town talk afterwards on a Sunday morning um, for, a, oh, for a breakfast. God. Phenomenal. It, yeah. And it was just... Um, I think his breakfast was normally a bromo seltzer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we can get into that. We start talking dad if you
7: want. <laughs> yeah, both of us. Yeah, but um, yeah, and it, uh, and I think that's the part that made me feel bad is because it was a regular.
2: Yeah, you know, and I, Sunday I spent sport. a lot of time there too. I. <laughs> Used to go to. They used to have open stages at the Poodle Club, which sadly burned down about four years ago. Yeah, and it was the. It's the weirdest collection of people in that neighborhood.
0: (laughs) Well, it's it's very interesting. Next door to Brown Institute.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was within a block or two. Yeah, it was right on the same block. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was Was it?
7: My father used to talk about the time that the hex was robbed at like eight o'clock in the morning, and there were forty people in the joint. But nobody could describe the guy. <laughs> yeah, one, you know one of
0: my favorite things about Town Talk Diner, and that might have been in the later year. I don't even remember back then. But you would literally go in there for, for like a Saturday morning breakfast or something like that, and there would be guys in there staring across the street bitching that Minnehaha Lake Liquors isn't open yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to open? <laughs>
2: When I drove taxi in the That's '70s, greatness. there was a couple of guys I won't name who they were, but they would do a lot of bootlegging on Sunday morning in that oh, neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there were some guys that couldn't make it until they. Who open did the you drive taxi open. for?
7: Blue and white. Oh, my father was an owner operator for Yellow. Oh, was he really? Yeah. When they when they broke up the cab company, when and he owned he owned the the cab. Yeah. Uh, basically, you own the radio. That's uh, right. Um. Because when he passed away, uh, we sold it to the guy who drove his cab. I, th- I think I told you this story before, Tom. That I'm at home one Saturday. Uh, That's when I married Annie, my, my son's mother. And Did you have two sons? Two sons, yeah.
0: Oh, I thought you, when you just said my son's mother is only
7: one. No, no, no. I'm sorry, I meant two, yes. Sun's <laughs> son's plural, not possessive. Yeah, yes. not possessive, no. exactly. Um, but there was a call that came from then WLOL when I was working at, at LOL. Right. And somebody said, I didn't want to give out your number, but the guy said you can call this number and get a hold of him. This was on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. early. So I called the number. It might have been James I think that might have been his name. And it was a it was a a, a a phone booth this was before everybody had a phone. It was a phone booth at the bus station. At the Greyhound God. bus station. And I called the number and the guy said, "Hello." I said, "Hi, my name is uh, is John Hines and I was told to call this number." He said, "Oh man." By now, I guess you know why I'd be calling. And I said, no. He said, oh, man. I hate to be the one to be telling you this, but your dad, he be dead. Oh,
0: no. Your dad be dead. (laughs) Are you
7: kidding?
0: That's how you
2: found out?
7: Yeah. Well, that's a shame. That is a weird story. (laughs) (laughs) So then I called. uh, Then I called. uh, he, He said, well, he's at the Gopher Motel. Oh,
0: that's right. He died in the gopher. I remember that. He died at the gopher.
7: Yeah. and, 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 he, and he, So I called the gopher, and I got the manager on the phone. And the manager uh, said, well, the coroner is here now. Oh, God. This is convenient. And it's like, well, okay. And that's the coroner says to me, can I ask you something? Does your dad have a drinking problem?
2: Well, not anymore. <laughs> not said, anymore. That's what not I said. more baby.
7: <laughs> Apparently not anymore. <laughs> Sorry, it's just too good a line,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
7: yeah. Apparently not
2: anymore.
0: Apparently so. not anymore. I remember that. I do remember one very special part of that story is there was a six-pack of beer with one beer out of the little, remember the little plastic mm-hmm. circle? Yeah. There? And there were five boys left. So Dad had one, and the five boys, well, four boys as it turns out, had a beer, because one, Tommy
7: cut him out of the mix. But. No, 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 he was there. He was he there. He was there, I know. But we, we yeah, this is at my house after the funeral. We, I had them chilled, and it was Special X. Uh, was it? I, it was special. X. I didn't know. I that. remember,
2: in that green death. We yeah. used to drink that a lot, but oh, it, because it said did. you can travel around the world and not find a better beer, it's no longer true because it's not on the label anymore. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we. So we. We all toasted. Uh, and it was kind of funny too. One. Well, here these are. Stories that are, are, I guess,
2: we got to take a quick break and we'll relate. be back more with more drinking and driving stories with John Hines. <laughs> Tom here
0: for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number 2, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, first off, when it comes to moving, not all companies are created equal. What are some of the scary stories you hear about other
3: guys? Tommy, if you hire Chuck in a truck, you unfortunately are going to get Chuck service. AAA Movers makes it our mission to guarantee satisfaction with every step of what can often be a stressful time in your life, moving. We move ten to 12,000 families every year, so from your price quote, the professional, respectful way we handle your life's possessions will make your move easy. My like easy. By the way, this month, if you mention Tom Bernard or KQ, you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with junk removal with Junk Luggers.
0: Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612 588 MOVE or online at AAAMOVERS.com. Triple A AAA Movers. You may not move every day, but they do. Okay, you just reminded me of something. Like okay. I said, Your dad be dead. <laughs> Uh, went to WAP in Jacksonville in October of 1977. Okay? The Big Ape. The Big Ape. And so I get there, and I'm the night guy, you know. Well, the reason, because I have a very raspy voice, and the signal goes right through the ghetto out into the ocean. So they were trying to head fake everyone that I was actually black. I never claimed to be, but that was the impression everybody mm-hmm. got, right? Except for, like, my second night on the year, I got this call. Hey, kid man. Let me ask you a question. You ever laid down with a black woman? I said, well, what do you mean? I'm black. And she goes, no, you're not. Don't lie to me. <laughs> she knew immediately. <laughs> but so I asked, well, what happened to the guy? Did the other guy, you know, did he go to a different market or something? I said, no. He got fired. And I said, well, why did he get fired? Now, remember, this is October of 1977. Remember what happened in August of 77?
2: Is that when Elvis died?
0: Elvis died, right? Got lucky. Uh, They play me the audio. Elvis (laughs) dies on like uh, August 17th. 12, 17th, something something like that, that. right? Next day, this guy goes on the air and he plays. uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is a musician from the Jacksonville, uh, Florida area. Uh, And we're going to play a song that he dedicated to Elvis. And here it is, a tribute to Elvis. Bill Berditzman and Elvis... He just ain't dead. And he plays the song, right? He comes out of the song and he goes, Elvis, he just ain't dead. He's dead. Mm. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like, Goodbye. You're in the deep south, eh? Yeah, really? You don't want to be doing that. He's in the deep south making fun of Elvis after he died. Yeah, not, the day after he dies, he's making fun of Pretzel. Not a good plan. But what the hell, it all works out in
2: the end. I can't believe your dad was a cab driver. I I did that for four years. didn't end well, but I I really enjoyed it. My favorite thing, and this was with a yellow driver. I bet your dad knew him. They asked me to be a union steward because back then they had an organized union. This is before they destroyed everything and made cabs leasable. So I joined the union, and I got to go to the union meetings, which were at the vice. Remember the vice president bar on like yep. thirty. It was uh, uh, across Lake Street from wake, where Kmart is now. Okay, that was before the they blocked bus, off the Nicollet Average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the union meetings were basically us getting stiff, and Dick Say, who was the head of the union, who called everybody my short peckered friend telling the most outrageous stories it was like he was right out of central casting he's what? calling you my everybody go hi dick my short peckered friend his name is dick say <laughs> he you know he's just a character <laughs> what did dick say what he, did dick say right he's actually my the dick. guy what that named dick? now then minnesota oh he is so really? he was in that town you and they me. were trying to incorporate it and they were again hammered at two in the morning and trying to think up a name and one guy kept saying, Well now then we could call it Mary's Curve or now then we could call it, you know, crossing the hill and Dick says, Fuck it, let's call it now then and everybody said, Sounds good It's a
0: great town. Now then that's how, that's how they
2: named it. Not too far from coin.
7: No.
0: God some of the towns in Minnesota. <laughs> I mean Jim Jim Paul used to do his whole deal about when you're in Emily and you're trying to reamer, you got to go through, I, I, what is it again, in order to get, what is it? There's three you times. You can't
7: get to Climax.
0: Okay. Yeah, right. If That's you want to get to the climax, climax,
7: you got to go through whatever, yeah.
0: Emily before you get to Reamer, or something like <laughs> Some that. Something, something, like that. It's yeah. something like that. Something like that. It's something like Only in Minnesota would you
7: have something what, like that. Well, what was the one I just saw, and I shared it with somebody. It's how to tell if somebody is from around here. Yeah, you you give them a list of town names, and it was Aiken. It was um, Matamidi. Oh, Mm Matomidi. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, There was a whole list of them.
2: Shakopee would have to be on there. Shakopee's on there. Shakopee was on the list. Uh, Uh, I knew a
3: guy who grew up here, and he still pronounced it Ostigo. So. Oh, it's it's Andy, not a foolproof it,
2: test. I do that Andy all the Fisher time. Does. He says yeah. Yeah. I, I mess. That's the one I mess it's up It's not about. a foolproof test. But I can't remember
7: what, t- what the other towns were, but it was just, I thought it was...
2: Well, Edina would be. People always... Edina. Yeah, Edina or Edina. Edna. Edina. Edina, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Funky, yeah, Funky
7: Cole, Edina? Funky Cole, Edina. <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly. God damn. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Um well, that's a hell of a lot of? You gave me all these memories, but all well, that's made me kind of sad too,
2: though. Well,
0: it's... there was something else, man. To it, to be at fifteen hundred KSTP, the music station, back in the seventies. How many like times were you there? In, in heaven, five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I just mentioned this the other day to people. I've been at KQRS now for thirty five years. I have another now seven, about seven years, a little more than seven years left on my deal. So I'll have been, I'll, I'll have been there for forty two years by the time I retire. Longest I ever worked at a radio station before that was nine months. <laughs> so I might have changed a little bit as time went by, but you know or
2: was that yet. more common back then? I'm sure you had it coming, but I mean,
0: what do you mean by that? What do you I'm mean you're just sure taken a I stab
2: it at coming. it? Andy, can I get some backup?
0: <laughs> five times, yeah. I worked at KSTP five. Mark Driscoll, I worked for Mark Driscoll oh, and Chuck Knapp. And, well, that's how I got the morning show from Driscoll because he couldn't make it. Uh, what do you mean he couldn't make it? He couldn't make it in. Who, Driscoll? Yeah. I didn't know. What do you mean he couldn't make it in? He
7: was just so jacked up. He was jacked up. I do remember Mark being a jacked up guy. I don't remember if he was, you know, if it was booze, drugs, whatever. But, and then, because he needed, I was doing the overnights. He needed somebody to call him to wake him up. Oh yeah, but he'd be so screwed up. Sometimes the phone would just hit the floor. Oh god.
2: And that's how you got the job.
7: That's how I got the job. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You know, the first time I was
0: at KQRS, well, they do say I was... that
2: half of it being successful—I six, six, uh, can't even say the word "successful"—is showing up.
0: Yeah, that's so. I'll see. There you go. You got to show up. But yeah, my first time at KQRS in 1982, I was only there for about seven months and got fired. And then I'm sitting in New York. We find out we're going to have Andy. So by coincidence, I just find out Andy's going to be born. And the phone rings, and it's Dave Hamilton going, hey, you want to come back to KQRS? And I went, I guess. I don't know. And I guess. Me, I guess. And he called me back and said, no, it's not going to happen. I said, really, that's too bad, huh? He goes, Yeah. The McKenna's hate your guts. <laughs> they owned the station oh. at the time, right?
2: Were they then, local or was it a No, they were in Washington. They were, Washington.
0: They were uh, lawyers in D.C. Okay. And then about a week later, I got a call back. You're in again. I said, what do you mean I'm in again? They said, they stole, sold the station to ABC, so you're good to go. <laughs> if they hadn't sold the station, I would have never come back. Isn't that weird how that stuff times out? That is,
2: that is amazing. I would
0: have never been back here if they had not sold the station like that week.
2: So why did you get fired the first time in 81 or 2?
0: Uh, because one of my coworkers stole another coworker's purse, and I said, basically on the air, you're a thief. And apparently they didn't like me talking about crime on the <laughs> at the radio station or whatever. And Dick Poe, Dick's no longer with us, but I ran into Dick Poe years later. I said, Dick, I understand. It's not a big deal. And it's not like I'd hold it against you. I've been fired more than any living human, so I wouldn't worry about it. But no, that's the thing about radio. Most people, what do you think the average time is for a person? Well, what's his name? Roger, I almost took the morning job at CHUM in Toronto in 1975. That, I almost took that job. But then Roger, what the hell is it, Ashby? Is that his name, Roger Ashby? He took the morning show at CHUM, and he just retired so, wow! I mean, so he would have been there like forty-five years. Wow! Isn't that amazing?
2: Yeah, well, I Roger mean, was good. so many things. I don't. I'm an outsider, obviously, but so many things have to happen for the station can't go through a format change, right? Right. maybe it could. It's but tough. It'd be. It'd be I tough. I mean, for if them. you're a morning drive show rock guy and they decide to go to classical, you're not going to survive the cut.
0: But John went from playing playing the hits to playing country music, and that that yeah. worked well. Yeah.
2: And that went fine,
0: and then to talk radio from there, and talk radio from there, exactly. So it worked out. I got
2: to tell you a funny story about your country days. I had a friend, of my, a very good friend of mine. He's a lifelong bachelor. Women just love him, and he takes advantage of that. I think to great lengths. I'm glad. And we're he should. we're driving around, and he's got station, and we're listening to you. And I said, and not, no offense, but I'm not a big country music fan, especially modern country. He says, Mikey, why do you listen to this crap? He goes. I don't like it, but girls
0: love this. They stuff. do. <laughs> when this was the height of your oh, baby. Bull, oh. The
2: bull riding days and, you know, back oh, then. Oh, yeah, yeah.
7: The, 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 what was it? Was it Thumpers South and then became. Oh, Thumpers. Thumpers. Peabody's. I think it became Peabody's down off of. Uh, 55,
2: 55, and, yeah,
7: 52, that area down was there. Is that Tony Benincasa? Did he own that? No, I don't know if he owned. No. No, but he owned. I mean, you know, when it was Thumpers, he probably. I did. think he owned it when it was Thumpers, yeah. yeah. I, I, saw Todd,
2: oh, but I saw Todd Rundgren at Thumpers. Did you really? Real oh, yep. God,
0: what a thrill it was that It was a Back to
2: the Bars tour, and I, me and uh, a buddy of mine, who are huge fans, stood right in the front row, and I learned how to play more Todd Rundgren songs by watching them and taking notes. and
0: Biggest fan he has is Catherine. She loves it. I'm man. a big fan
7: of his as well.
2: Anyway. Yeah, but anyway. I forgot about Thumper South. That was the fever pitch disco for a while. and
7: I don't know. It's with so many things. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Oz over in St. Paul. Oh. That's interesting spot. That's another
7: place where. <laughs> that was the
2: Mont Pettis, wasn't
7: it? Yep, I believe.
2: I think it was.
7: Or Lauderville. Uh, yeah, or. I got I to gotta double check now. Somebody somebody will correct us here. But um yeah, it might have been one of Blackie's joints or. uh Yeah. I, <laughs> I was at home one Sunday afternoon when I lived over by Lake Nakomis, and phone rings, and it was one of the Montperrys, Earl, or Warren, one of the the the, the, adult, the older guys, yeah. yeah, the older, yeah, and he said if he asked if I wanted to go out for a a love boat cruise. And it's like, uh-oh, what? And he, I said, let me call you back. So I called my friend, George Cook, who was a bartender.
0: George, to... I miss George. Oh God.
7: What a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so he called me, I, I, I was talking to George. And I said, George, I just got a call from, I don't remember which Montpellier it was. And I said he invited me to go out onto the river with him for a, a cruise. Do I want to go? And George said, No. <laughs> Do you want to come back? <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't want to go because you don't want to read about it in the paper the next day. Yeah. No. Um, because it was it was like you know it was uh, it, 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 a couple of guys in a boat load of hookers, and which afterwards I thought about it. I thought. Well, that could have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a good time. Didn't
2: work out well for the Vikings.
7: <laughs> was that oh. before or after
0: your uh, <clears throat> bowling reference about Earl Montpetit? Remember that?
7: What was that one?
0: You don't remember? Oh, I still tell that story to the and Think of oh, that son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to tell the story.
0: <clears throat> so John is on the air at WLOL. And Earl Pettit was going up on, I think it was a prostitution charge, if I remember correctly.
7: Probably something from yeah. the, the Belmont.
0: Yeah, something from the Bay, exactly. So he's going to do, do a little time in jail. Right? I sold
2: cars with a guy that his previous experience, he was the head vibrator salesman oh, at the Belmont Club. Well,
0: there you go. Good job. So John's on the air, and I'm listening this day. And, and it was revealed that while he was waiting to, uh, go, to go to jail... He went bowling. Do you remember the story now? So he went bowling. You sure
7: I told this story?
0: Yes, you did. You definitely, because I heard you do it. He rolled a 300 game. Wow. Right? Which is pretty damn amazing. This guy's going to jail, and he rolls a 300. Shows you how concerned he is about going to jail, right? Hines on the air goes... I tell you something, I mean, bowling a 300 game is tough enough, but try doing it sometime wearing handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> and the Montpellants did not see humor in that that's, at all. That's really funny. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if. I, I never said that. Yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah. my God. We got to book, book you again.
2: Yeah. It's over already. I know it. Oh, like, God. Well, I knew this was going to happen, and we've just scratched the surface. So, I want to thank John for coming in and being part of Car Selling Secrets. It's been really fun. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, and let's be do it very again. Very
0: fast. I'd love to get you booked. In. You know what we should do, actually, John? This inspired it. You know, maybe we should reach out to, to you know, Moon and, and Meat Sauce and whomever. We should get a bunch of guys in here and do like a 50 year radio <laughs> conference. That would be, That'd yeah, be amazing, awesome. wouldn't yep. it? You could be the moderator. You probably even sell. Yeah,
2: I don't have to do anything.
0: Why not? You be the moderator. You
2: guys are all extroverts that talk for a living.
0: Who would it be? Let's see. We'd have we would have Moon in here. We have you in here. We have who else is out there? Like I said, Meat Sauce I've known forever. Get him in here. It'd
2: be funny if you get Dave Lee in. I don't know if he's a great guy. He is. A, he's a, he's I, heard, he's a really a, nice guy. I mean, every time
0: I see him, he's very, very nice. He's a very nice man. Yes. That's what I hear.
2: Uh, and yeah. he knows a lot. He knows a lot about a lot of different things. Yes. It's, it's really kind of like an encyclopedia talking to that guy.
0: It is true. Somebody told me he's retiring or he did retire. No. Somebody told me he's retiring. That's what I heard.
2: No. Well, I Mike don't. Lynch retired, right? Kind of. Mike I think Lynch.
0: And Mike Lynch retired. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> you know what I love about you. I'll close with my Canon story and Galfan story, right? right? So Cannon and I became pretty good friends. We'd go out and have lunch, or we go do you know, hang out and whatever. We talk about radio, and all the rest of it. It's having a great time and all the rest of it. And so Galfan asked me one day, he goes, "Hey, could you introduce me to Steve Cannon? I'd, I'd love to meet the guy." And I said, "Yeah, no problem." So I introduce him. Steve Cannon never talked to me again. <laughs> What does that tell you? <laughs> right there, baby. John, come back. we got to have you back. All right. This was terrific. John Hines. Thank you very
7: gentlemen. much for the invitation initially, and I appreciate the opportunity. And yeah, I'm gonna was I want to
0: talk to you more about what you talked to me about, so I'll, well, I'll just give you a call later or whatever. All right. I'd love to do that. I think that would be a great idea. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later.
2: Over and out. <clears throat>